Hey everyone, I'm Andy. And I'm Sean. And this is the Commander's Brew. This week, Mardu Citadel. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, it's episode 259 of the Commander's Brew. Uh, Andy, Sean, we're here. We're back again. We're doing it one more time. One final time. <laughs> no. What? <laughs> I was not informed. <laughs> Just ending it at 259 on a weird number. Well, and it's especially weird because we've mostly produced episode 260 already. So all <laughs> yeah, of that is yeah, for that's, not then. <laughs> that's true. That's a lot of work that's in the can already. <laughs> that Nope, you know what? Forget it. Yeah. No, no, just oh joking. We're here. We're here for the long run. Uh, uh, what's happening? How are you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm, I am thoroughly enjoying your new craft hobby via your Instagram. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Um, I uh, am making peg dolls. Does anybody know peg dolls? I can show. I can show the people. Actually, wait. This part isn't even on the... No. This part isn't in there. It, it, it looks like... Maybe it should like... be. Maybe I'll cut it in and show everyone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um anyways peg dolls yeah so we we had me and my wife did like a fun date night where i made dinner and like set up this date and then she was like and i'll set up an activity for us to do it's like okay great you know we're in you know we're isolated inside the house pandemic blah 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 so uh she opens up the uh this thing and there's all these like little wooden they're called dolls but they're really just like a cylinder with a little round head like there's they look nothing like to it the, they look like larger versions of those little pieces that drove the car in the game of life yeah they're like little sticks with knobby heads like just spheres like like a sphere on a cylinder That's yeah you know they're perfect uh, like board game pieces really uh they, and they make them of uh, all kinds of sizes so um yeah so she you know it's popular you know you do like people do their families and like people do you know like uh animals and stuff and like so sarah's done a couple like you know the cool like forest animals and stuff and i was like what am i gonna do and at first i considered doing planeswalkers which is interesting uh they might still but then i then i was like oh you know what i'm gonna do some i'm gonna do marvel villains marvel that's my go-to those those were my comics when i was growing up i didn't much read uh dc uh, although Batman the Animated Series, number one of all time. But um, um, so I so yeah, I like got out this old I like collected Marvel cards when I was a kid and I got out the old heroes and villains binders and I uh, looked up uh, a couple of the villains. And yeah, so we got a couple. So, you know, if I do splice this into YouTube, which is possible. Oh, look, Dr. Doom. He doesn't show up too well because of the green screen. Because he's green. Dr. Yeah. Doom. Dr. Doom. We got our boy Thanos. These are like comic book. Oh, they don't show up very well, anyways. Because, yeah. So I just made a couple of these guys. Uh, yeah, no, the green screen makes it so you can't see it. Maybe this one will show up. Red Skull. Yeah, there you go. That's. A good oh, one. I never saw Red Skull. He's huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, there you go. Yeah, they're oh, just like he's, you, he was close to the camera. He's just close to the camera. Uh, for some reason, I he was bigger. <laughs> In scale than the others, I was like, "Oh, that was one of the larger sized peg dolls you hinted at before." They do have really, really big ones too, and I was thinking of actually doing Galactus as one of the giant ones. Oh, that's so cute! So we'll see. So yeah, I, you know, yeah, you can check it out. You can follow me on Instagram at Indy Holbone, just like on Twitter, and you can you can check them all out. I've got a ton of them now because we've like me and me and Sarah got really into it. I know, like the I, I like at first I was like, "Oh, that's cute." There's a few of them, uh, and now it's like. Seeing you line up the squad, yeah, like, that's a like, lot. There's, there's a lot of villains. This is like <laughs> heroes like, beware. Yeah, heroes beware. I think there's like 14 of them I've made now, from all from across all comics. There's some pretty like weird, obscure ones like Kang the Conqueror and I don't mm. know, some other weird ones that like I, I never know myself. I never read Daredevil, so I have to admit Kingpin has no emotional resonance ah. with me. He's just like. Was he just a mob guy? Like, what's a, is that it? Does he do Wilson anything? Wilson Fisk. Besides yeah. be a mob guy? Yeah. No, I mean, it's, yeah, he does. He does more, kind of. <laughs> I mean, but also, you're not far off. Like, really, he's just kind of the, a, a, a organized crime kingpin that's, like, an untouchable villain. Yeah. Um, 
the Frank Miller, though, the Daredevil, the um, Fall of the Kingpin is a really great one. Check that one out. Okay. Um, I think that was Frank Miller. Anyways, the, the part leading up to it uh, when uh, Kingpin, like, ruins Daredevil and then Daredevil gets back at him. I think that's all Frank Miller. Anyways, uh, that's that's what you should check out if you're into the comic books. Uh, and they're all comic book versions, by the way. The ones I made, like the Thanos, is very comic booky. He's not. He doesn't look like he looks like in the movie. Right. They're not MCU. No, they're not MCU. No, they're <laughs> they're official Marvel comics, roughly around the 80s or 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that was, era. Yeah. Does that have a name? It's not the golden era of comics, but it's like the cool era of comics. That's. I think they actually do call that like the Silver Age. I thought the Silver Age was even because when I was reading comics in the era we're talking about they would talk about the golden and silver age. I thought so. I, I feel I, I remember. You might be right. Cause like golden age was, I think golden age was like original, like Superman, Batman, um, like forties, thirties and maybe silver. Yeah. You know, I think you're right. I think silver age is like sixties. Like the Stan Lee, like, yeah. Jack Kirby, started. like X-Men. Yeah. yeah. I think you're right about that. And then, yeah. So yeah, I don't know what they called the nineties and eighties, but that was a good time for comics. It was great. A lot I of mean, good stuff in there. Uh, all the best things were the things that were popular when I was a, around a teenager. So <laughs> what lock that a, time period up. <laughs> what a strange coincidence. Everything was the best when we were kids. Oh my gosh, the music, the comics, and everything. everything. stinks now. <laughs> stinks. Even the stuff before is too old. And oh, crotchety. too old. Who cares? <laughs> boring. <laughs> boring. Uh, so easy to predict. He was, <laughs> he was so predictable. Uh, if you if you truly believe you know in predictability, you might have predicted that I'm going to thank you in a second. Here it comes. Thanks everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to us and our show. Thank you for supporting us on Patreon.com/slash/CommandersBrew. Those that go there, that's a great way to support financially. You can help build the show like by getting in our Discord and brewing decks with us that way. Um, also helps. You know, us produce the show in a foundational way. Some of you go through the click-through link on our show notes of this or any other content we put out. Uh, that'll take you to the TCG Player affiliate link, so you can buy the cards we talk about. That'll take you to this week's deck list. Or you can just click through and go to whatever cards you want to buy. We get a little slice of that action. And if you are a listener in Canada, we have a actual discounted coupon for you. Uh, we're going to play an ad. You're going to hear a coupon code that you can use to get money off your magic single order at the Wizard Tower. Let's hear it now. We're proud Canadian podcasters, and we're proud to be sponsored by the Wizard's Tower. WizardTower.com, one of Canada's premier card stores. Canadian listeners get an exclusive coupon code, BREWDOUBLE, to get 5% off any order of singles shipped to you for free as long as you've ordered $15 or more in singles. And you can check out our decklist for this week's episode and other episodes we've done on their content site, mtgcanada.com. See you there on the double. Great. There it is. Um, okay, well, what do you, th- what do you think? Uh, now that we've gotten the uh, official business out of the way, let's, let's move uh, into an interview for this week. Okay. Uh, I'm excited to team up and do a two-host, one-guest interview. Yeah, we've got both got our list of questions here at the ready. Yeah, that we will yep. both ask this person. Mm-hmm. And it's gonna be great. Yeah, can't wait. Um, I do have to jet for a second, just for a bit. Okay, but you'll be back before the guest arrives. I'll probably though, right? be back before the interview's done, maybe. Before the interview's done. Yeah. Yeah. Before yeah, yeah. it starts, you mean? No, it'll be a bit longer than that. So I just have to go. There's a sewer grate open near our house, just down the street. Um, Like a manhole cover is off. Yeah. And I gotta, I gotta check it out. I gotta see what's in there. I can't blame you. It's so rare you get to like stick your head in one of those. Never, right? Never, never. Never get to see that down there. The Ninja Turtles live there. And so does Pennywise. Whoa, even scarier. Okay, yeah. well, I gotta check it out. Um, okay, so I'll I'm, conduct the interview. Yeah, you conduct the interview, and I'll I'll probably jump back in with enough time to ask some questions. So I'm sure it'll be fine. I hope so. Okay, okay, I'll see you in a bit. Okay, everybody, welcome to the interview portion of the show. I'm very excited to bring to you 
the janitor who works inside Bolus's Citadel to give us an inside scoop. It's Nick the janitor. Welcome, Nick. Hey. Nick the janitor. Hey, man. Hey, thanks for having me on the show. Uh, it's, it's great to have you here. I'm honored to have you. It is so exciting to be speaking to someone who has seen the inside of the Citadel and lived to tell the tale. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I live in there. <laughs> uh, th- that's my first question. So so you live in there. Yeah. So I guess that implies, like, how often you're out now to do this interview, how often are you allowed out of the Citadel, you know, to do things like this? Honestly, like, I come and go as I please, man. It's really not that strict over there. Uh, you know, I got to go get supplies, you know, um, and stuff like that. I'm allowed to come and go, like, kind of as ever I want. If I got to get a snack... I'll just pop out. Okay. Uh, no, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but this is a question that I and surely lots of listeners are wondering. Okay. It's a bit of a weird one. What does it sound like in there? I imagine with all of the the soul energy and the sparks going around, there must be some weird sounds going on. Is there like a, a sound in it? Yeah, you know, that. now that you mention it, there kind of is a sound. I mean, you kind of don't notice it when you're in there for too long. But if you are new to the Citadel, then you probably will notice the constant, um, like, screaming that the harvesting of souls will do and the harvesting of sparks. So I guess it does kind of make, like, kind of a, Kind of a gnarly noise, man. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, so, so Nick, tell us, how long have you been working inside of Bolas' Citadel? Oh, man, 12 years now, straight out of high school. Uh, luckily, my cousin got me the job there. Um, and we've just been there ever since. Honestly, it's a pretty cush gig, you know? I mean, if you know how to clean blood, you're good. Oh. Which I do. Me. Okay, uh, lots of blood. I guess that means there's lots of slaughtering. Do you do you Tons. see? Do you see Nicol Bolas himself? Do you ever run into him? You know, he doesn't like to talk to me that much. To be honest, uh, you know, he got me the job. Like I said, uh, you know, it's been it's pretty sweet when your cousin can just like hook you up with a pretty again a cush gag, and uh, get you in working right away and making some. Dinero, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's great. That's great. Um, but we don't really uh, socialize too much. He's pretty embarrassed to me, I think. He's embarrassed uh, to you. Yeah, well, you know, he is always talking to like these kind of like snake looking dudes and like a lot of priestesses and priestess, priestesses. And they're like always cutting into people and screaming and everything. So they're always busy, and I'm just trying to get a game of Guess Who going. Oh. Most of the time. But nobody wants to. <laughs> nobody wants to play. I, I guess, are, are there other staff? I mean, I so the people, the priests and priestesses, yeah. they, they're doing, like, ritual things, I'm yeah. gathering. Is there more support people? Like, is there someone oh, who... Yeah. Okay, did you play, ever play Guess Who with them? Nah, again, they're all pretty out on your boy Nick, me. Um, um, they're all pretty out on me, I guess you could say. They're they, you know, they're all there because they were inspired and wanted to follow my cousin Nickel, like, and get into like what he's doing. You know, like the doorman's like that, and the security guys like that, and you know. I don't know. The secretaries are all like that. They don't want to give your boy Nick the time of day at all. Even though he's constantly going, hey, check this out. What about Boggle this time instead? And they always say no. Sorry, did you say that your cousin was Nickel Bolas? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Nickel Bolas. So that... when your cousin hooked you up with that cush gig, yeah, man, that wasn't just another person. That was... That's Nicol so, Bolas, so help, the guy, the main What's guy, the... the dragon, the demon god, or whatever you call him. It's God Eternal. So if he's if he's your cousin, yeah. walk me through the family tree. How do you connect to him in your family tree? My dad yeah. is his uncle. 
Your dad is his My uncle. dad, Todd Bolas. Yeah, Todd Bolas is your dad, is, okay. Is Nickel Bolas's brother. Yeah. They are brothers. I don't know what to tell you. That's how it works. Then if your uncle has a kid, he your cousin. What else? You guys have cousins there on Earth? We do, we do. I'm just trying to... I, it doesn't. There's there's another sister, right? There's another yeah, dragon. Nicole. Oh, oh, but Isn't that there's her also name? there's also another one. Is it's not Arcades? Oh but, yeah, uh, um, the the Naya one. The Naya one. <laughs> I don't remember your other family members. Nah, me neither. I don't see her too often. If you're not Grixis, get out. Says that's what we say. Okay. Even though okay. I don't even know what colors I am, honestly, I feel like I'm orange most of the time, and that that can't be right. I mean, I don't see why it can't be. Like, what? Well, I mean, I, I know that like fundamentally there are five colors that fuel the like magics of the entire multiverse. But you know, if you really think about it, what it like a color is just a frequency of light that the human. Ooh, you're boring me out, man, big time. Right, you're okay, bumming fair. out at this. Fair. This fair. is boring stuff. You I thought you wanted deep. to talk about games and what it's like in the Citadel, parties I have and stuff. Oh, yeah. Tell us about any parties that you have. And okay. And we come. Well, listen, uh, you know, the parties are pretty great. And then in the middle, there's always some kind of thing that goes wrong. And then they all those people always come back eternalized. And then they're all covered in this blue stuff. And then things get wild, man. <laughs> like, I never remember the end of my parties. It's always rough. Okay. But okay. it's pretty fun at first. We got, you know, we got some, we got uh, uh, DJ Domri Raid on, uh, uh, you know, he's scratching up some, some vinyl for us, you know, turning the vinyl. beats, dropping the beats. It's pretty great. When you say scratching up some vinyl, do you just mean destroying records? No, I, you know, close enough. I mean, destroying like the inside of a swimming pool, you know, like. The vinyl okay. inside of a swimming pool, just tearing it up. Oh, just getting wild in there. <laughs> the and vinyl just... layer in the swimming <laughs> yeah, pool. Yeah, the lining yes. to the pool. Okay. okay. Uh, That's a fun kind of thing we do around here on these parts. In the Citadel. Did you know that this, the Nickel Bolas can move the Citadel wherever he wants? Yes. I believe because. It appeared in Ravnica, so I think I think that's implied. Yeah, one time I uh, sp- um, spilled a whole lot of uh, tar. I was supposed to be tar in the roof, and I yeah. uh, spilled tar all over the place. And then he's like, "That's it, we got to move." And then he popped us out of there into a new place. Just because there's a little bit of tar on the roof, a little bit of tar everywhere, man. You don't even want to deal with tar. I'm telling you, it's messy stuff. Sticky. Even he's got that mind magic. He can't deal with tar. Tar doesn't work. I guess that's part of the Eternals recipe. The the code has got tar involved. You know, now that you mention it, it was shortly after that that he he started eternalizing guys. Maybe it's just covering them in tar. Nick, did you accidentally invent the way to eternalize souls like how cornflakes were invented by accident? What? How were cornflakes invented by accident? I think they were trying to invent something else, and they were like, hey, this is pretty good. Let's just leave it like this. Were they trying to stick bodies to the outside of a citadel? No, like me? no, they were not. They were not. They were just using corn. Ah, maybe I should use corn Okay, but you, for more you, stuff. If you accidentally invented the eternalized sparkly goo, yeah. then you're responsible for the War of the Spark. Whoa. That was how the, the zombies were able to come through from Amonkhet to Ravnica. Really? You're responsible for the death of probably millions. No way! Yeah. I gotta tell Nic- Nicole Bolas about this. Well, I'm sure Nicole Bolas wants everyone to think it was him, so uh, maybe it wouldn't be good trying to steal that thunder? He's tr- this guy's stealing my thunder. My thunder. He's taking my gig. He's taking my stuff. Nick, Next... you're, you're, you're a cool guy. I don't want you to get into trouble by bringing this up. Next thing you know, he's going to steal my idea for the pizza plate. What's the pizza plate? It's a pizza plate. It's a plate for pizza only. It's, it's a plate. Oh, so how is it different? Shaped like a triangle. 
shaped like, uh, but the back of the triangle's curved like a crust. Okay. You know. So the sh- you you your idea is a shape for a plate to be in. The pizza plate. My idea is for an invention called the pizza plate. They don't have it. Think about it. Whenever you put a slice of pizza on a plate, what's wrong? I mean, not the, wrong. Not the same I, shape. You're right. That's right, Sean. Well, but but I, I like all that empty space. I put my dip. No, nope. I just put some dip no, no, on no. the plate. Now with the pizza plate, no more empty space. Where does the it dip go? It fits your slice, brother. Where does where does the dip go? You're a dip. <laughs> Nick, don't don't insult. Don't me ask on my me own about show. where the dip goes no, on the pizza call, plate. Are, are you calling me? No, the, you're, any plate you're being a, a dip. dip. Am I being a dip? I'll kick you off this interview. You kick me off this interview. Yeah, I'll end this interview if you call me a dip one more time. Guess what? I don't care, dip. Okay, it's over. It's over. Out. You're out. You're out. Over. Interview hey, over. Hey, what's thank going you. on? No, interview oh, over. Hey, interview oh. over. Okay, everyone. Uh, thank you for watching that. Um, I am not a dip, uh, but uh, I do want you to tune in another time when we will interview someone else who won't call me a dip. Thank you. Oh, boy. Okay. Hey, I have a question for you, uh, Nick. Um, No, no. I cut it short. I cut the interview. I I was back in plenty of time. He was being rude. Oh, no. What what, what, what did he do? He did the one thing that I cannot tolerate in life, and that is being called a dip. He called you a dip. And I don't even want to hear that word coming out of your mouth. That's the only thing that I cannot stand is being called a D.I.P. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, you know, <laughs> that's I'm sorry. It sounds like it went south. Uh... It went so far south. Uh, yeah, it went back around and it became north again. Wowzers. Okay. Well, you know what? I'm glad that I missed it then. That guy sounds like a bit of a dip himself. Oh, yeah, he invented it. Oh, well, that would have been some... I have some questions about that, but anyways. <laughs> great. Okay, well, um, let's do the deck tech then. Sounds good. All right, well, let's do it, Sean. Let's get into the big deck tech for this week. Which, uh, what are we working with here? I believe Jirina Kudrow, the Mardu human soldier from the Commander Precons, the Commander 2020... She is a Mardu, Humans Matter, 3-3, 1, red, white, black. When Janira, Jarina, when Jarina Kudro enters the battlefield, create a 1-1 white human soldier creature token for each time you've cast a commander from the command zone this game. And mm. other humans get plus 2, plus 0. Oh. That's a big power bump, considering a ton of humans are probably 1-1 one, one in token form. Yeah, definitely. And like this... This is kind of an interesting thing here because this commander, um, she, it's kind of a simple commander, right? And I remember when we came up with this, like, or when we came across this commander, we're like, eh, this is an okay ability. So I kind of wanted to, like, let you know what's going on here. So as you know, the episode is called Mardu Citadel. Uh, So we're talking about uh, Bolas' Citadel, but we'll get to that in a second. Um... What I wanted to do, the, the the sort of the tale of the of the tape here, the tale of, the, of this deck, sort of how this came to be, is that um, I've been playing Historic lately. And there's a deck in Historic that uh, I saw LSV post about, and then I it was which was a pioneer deck, and then I immediately like ported it over into Historic, and then like a day later I found that like all the good players did the same thing. So then I just used their list. But originally I had like my own little brew going. Uh, anyways, it used uh, uh, Bolas' Citadel, uh, and it was, like, just churning out creatures and, like, sacrificing stuff. And I was like, oh, this is a fun commander deck. This is something, it's, like, kind of a new span. It's, like, kind of aristocrats-like. Um, it's got, you know, a lot of life in our version, not in the historic version, but in our version, we've got some life gain. We've got all this kind of stuff going on. So so it's really, really cool. So, um, uh, yeah, so I chose... Jarena Kudro as the commander. This might come as a surprise to uh, the listeners if you know what we're going for, but also it might come as a surprise if you were in the Discord because I did not mention Jarena Kudro as the commander at all. Uh, we tossed around a few commanders, and actually I wanted to talk about some of the possibilities. So keep in mind this is a like life. We're, we're like looking to pay life for stuff in this deck. We're looking to uh, um, uh, 
like take damage and prevent damage to ourselves. And we're looking to um, uh, sort of aristocrat, like ping people out. Like, so it's kind of this, it's, it's, it seems like a little scatterbrain, but it all comes together because of these colors, because of Mardu. So, so when we were talking about this, the people in Discord, um, they were also like, wait, what is this deck? And then, so they had some great suggestions. So Oros the Avenger was one, which is the six mana Mardu, uh, six, six dragon. It's part of the like, um, same cycle as like Vorosh and all those ones where you like, if you hit, you pay and you do something. This, this one is if you hit, you pay two and a white. And if you do Oros deals three damage to each non-white creature. Um, wow. yeah. So it's a cool ability. It's like a little wrath type thing. Um, and we have a bunch of, st we're talking about a bunch of stuff that prevents damage to creatures as well as, as ourselves. I ended up leaning a little bit away from the preventing damage to creatures angle and instead just focused on ourselves. So Oros is still good, but uh, we wanted something else. We also had a, I, I thought of Alesha for a while because Alesha can bring back some low powered creatures from our graveyard. This one would still be a really good include actually and might even be a little better, but we ended up not going with it. Also, we had uh, Lysia or Lysia, uh, Sanguine Tribune. It's the big eight mana, four, four. But she costs uh, one less to cast for each one life you've gained this turn. So there's, like I said, there's a lot of life gain in this deck. Uh, uh, Lysia herself has lifelink and first strike. And you can pay life to do stuff. You can put three counters on her. And you can only do, um, only on your turn and only once each turn. So she becomes really big and becomes this really big issue. Lysia also, this was the one that I was going with at first. This was the uh, commander that we sort of out of the Discord decided to go with. I eventually changed it, obviously, to uh, Jarena because I found a lot of the time in this deck, I just wanted more creatures to sacrifice. So Jarena being four mana to get a 3-3 three, three and a 1-1 one, one was actually kind of better than a lot, than these other effects. Um, you know, and, and like, it's possible that you'd play this deck a little bit and be like, oh, actually, I think Lysia is really good, or actually, I kind of want Alesha. So they're all very possible, and guess what? All those commanders are very cheap. So you know what? Swap them in, swap them out whatever you like. We're going with Jarena, sister of Lisa Kudro, uh, for this one. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's talk about the plan. I mentioned it very briefly. Um, what is, what's the type of thing we're looking to do here? It's kind of a mix of things. I was really inspired by Bolas of Citadel, obviously. I was, I was inspired by um, uh, Command the Dreadhorde, which I think I've mentioned before as just like being um, a big, a big, favorite of mine a big uh, card that i really love we're gonna read these cards um actually i think is bolus of citadel up next for us to read no yes it is okay so let's just read bolus of citadel because that's because this is very important that we know what this is sean why don't you read this for us sure bolus of citadel is a legendary artifact it costs six total three black 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 you may look at the top card of your library at any time and you may play the top card of your library if you cast a spell this way, you pay life instead of mana to cast it. So a 4 CMC spell costs you 4 life, but you don't pay any mana. You can also tap 10 non-land permanents. Each opponent loses... So you can tap and sacrifice 10 non-land permanents. Each opponent loses 10 life. Bolas of Citadel is very strong. Being able to... right, we, we have a lot of life in Commander. We start with 40. So paying life for things is kind of cheap for us. Like, we get a huge discount on it if you think of it that way. So free spells, I'll take them. Oh, yeah. You'll definitely. We'll take them all day. Great thing is this also is pay, or sorry, pay, is uh, play from the top of our library. So we can actually play our first land with Bolus of Citadel as well. Mm -hmm. So that helps us get our little, like, to sort of keep things rolling if we want. And basically that's that's what we want to do. We want to keep things rolling, and but what we want to role as it were with this is this type of this aristocrats type deck where we're casting things we're sacking things we're doing damage that way we're going to recur uh things from the, the the graveyard as well and just it's kind of this like i don't know it's like it's just one giant combo kind of um so basically what we want to do is get a sack outlet do some aristocrats type stuff and it, but this isn't this isn't a hard aristocrats deck i just want to say that also when we're brewing it's like oh so this is an aristocrats deck it's like well yeah it's got some of those elements but it's not it's, it's not like so so heavily focused that we have all of the regular stuff you'll see in every aristocrats deck it has a little like has a bit of a package of that type of stuff but then we also spread out and you'll see you'll see what's going on so let's just talk about 
two of our best um, sack outlets because we got to have these sack outlets, and that, that and these sack outlets themselves are actually going to help move through with our bolus of citadel. So, top priority, get our citadel out right, and then next priority, get us a woe strider, uh, two ending black for a three two. When Rostrider enters the battlefield, you create an 0-1 white goat creature token. This is key because Wostrider only is allowed to sacrifice another creature to scry one. So we want, and, and just the fact that it gives us this free creature is really great um, as well. So, so yeah, it has the ability of sacrifice another creature, scry one. It also has escape. So you can pay three black black and exile four other cards to cast Wostrider from your graveyard. And it escapes with two plus one plus one counters on it. So it becomes even bigger. Wostrider is, to me, like... Even like Viscera Seers is the next one I'm going to talk about, but to me, Wolstrider is the main one. It's recurrable. It just just by itself, it comes with the sack fodder. It can even do a little damage here and there, and it can block and stuff. So it's really really great. So I love Wolstrider, uh, and yeah, Viscera Seer is a classic too. The single black for the one one to sack a creature and scry one. You can sack Viscera Seer to itself, which is the advantage it has over Wolstrider as well as obviously the mana advantage. But yeah, but these things are great. So we're going to be able to sacrifice, let's say, that goat token. And we're going to be able to scry, you know, if you cast a couple spells, you're going to hit that land, sack one of the creatures you've cast, move that land to the bottom, and keep keep it rolling. Uh, it's even um, it's even sweeter if when we're casting the creatures, we can get a little token support. So, Sean, why don't you take a look at these two great token makers? We have. Oh, so great. How about Oketra's Monument? Three for a legendary artifact. White creature spells you cast cost one less to cast. That includes our commander. Whenever you cast a creature spell, you make a little 1-1 white warrior creature token, and it has Vigilance. Not a human, unfortunately. Not a human. So Jarena will not pump these creatures. That's true. Yeah. Uh, and um, the other one was Blessed Sanctuary 3, white white for an enchantment. Prevent all non-combat damage that would be dealt to you and creatures you control. Very nice ability. Great for those uh, blasphemous acts. Yep. Uh, and whenever a non-token creature enters the battlefield under your control, you create a 2-2 white unicorn creature token. That unicorn is also not a human. This uh, Blessed Sanctuary is the card. It does all. Both of these abilities are excellent for this deck. We want to prevent combat dam or sorry, non-combat damage to ourselves. And hey, creatures too, great. Uh, but also, we want to be making these uh, sac you know sacrificable tokens so this is perfect very very happy with this uh so once we get and once this kind of setup is out once we've got bolus of citadel and like we're just chaining these types of things together we're making tokens we're you know we're casting these great creatures from the top of our deck the way we win is just with some classic stuff some judith the scourge diva one black red for the two two other creatures you control get plus one plus oh and whenever a non-token creature you control dies judith deals one damage to any target so there's enough there's enough uh, non-token support here that this kind of doesn't matter. Um, this is also sweet because of the tokens to just pump them by plus one. Like that's a nice little bonus right there as well. So Drew just gives gives us a little bit on both sides. But if you want to go hard on the sacrificing, Zulaport Cutthroat is where you want to be. Uh, one in a black for the one one. Whenever Zulaport Cutthroat or another creature you control dies, each opponent loses a life and you gain one life. So this is the true like. This is the true engine here. This plus the sack outlets plus sacking all the tokens and whatever else, right? Um, Zulaport got cutthroat, uh, blood artist. There's you know there's uh, the, the aristocrat type stuff, because this guy these guys are gonna gain you the life back when you sack the creatures for you to cast your next thing with Bolus of Citadel. So that that paying all that life becomes less of a of an impact on your life total, right? Uh, also, uh, I mean. This is a neat move before we get to the neat moves, but using Bolus of Citadel to sacrifice 10 non-line permanents and dealing 10 damage to all your opponents, if you have a Zulaport Cutthroat out and you sacrificed 10 like creatures, then that's everyone takes 10 and then everyone takes another 10 from the Cutthroat, right? Whoa. So that's everyone loses 20 life. Yikes. And then if you have, say, like one of the other, like, one of the vampire ones that also d does the same thing as this then that's 30 <laughs> it gets like it gets wild wow yeah so it's really cool fun. yeah really fun stuff uh and yeah you can you can really go off and 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 cast a lot of stuff but that's the dream right that's how we that's what we're looking to do that's the end game but um 
but you're going to have to survive on the way there, right? So there's a couple little things that, like, what can we do along the way when we're piecing this together? Because not every game are you going to be able to tutor right away, get your Citadel down early, and then just go, right? Like, you're going to have some games where things don't go your way. So what else do we have that we're dealing with? So we're going to drop Font of Agonies. It's a one black enchantment, and whenever you pay life, you put that many blood counters on Font of Agonies. Uh, Citadel has us pay a bunch of life, so that's convenient. You can also pay one and a black to remove four blood counters from Font of Agonies. So as long as you, if every multiple of four life you've paid since this dropped, you get to pay one and a black and remove four of them and destroy target creature. Those are the things that are threatening our life total the regular way. Uh, we also got Junk Diver, three mana for a bird artifact, one one. It has flying, but the key here is when it dies, you return another artifact from your graveyard to your hand. If they get that Citadel, well, we're going to get it back with Junk Diver. Uh, and also Smothering Abomination, two black black. It's a devoid creature with four three. Uh, from the same era as Zulaport Cutthroat, uh, it has flying. It's, I keep forgetting it has flying. It's a 4-3 flyer, which is pretty good. That's pretty good at for the, four, yeah. At the beginning of your upkeep, you have to sacrifice a creature. However, whenever you sacrifice a creature on your upkeep or any other time, you draw a card. So that Bolas' Citadel 10, you know, sacking a bunch of things would get you lots of cards back, in addition to the regular sacking to our sack outlets on the way. Yeah, so just like like font lets us stay alive because we got other ways of paying life in here too. So we we can kill some things if we need to. Junk diver is cool because there's a couple of cards like that in the deck, and there's a couple of artifacts, so we can actually like use them as chump blockers and get them back every time they do that, which is neat. Yeah. Um, as as well as the citadel stuff, and yeah, abomination just letting us draw some cards. So that's um that's kind of what we're looking to do. So now let's talk about all of the incredible name it. Working on a neat move. Uh, okay, so one of them I already mentioned, and it's, it was one of the inspirations for the deck, uh, and that would be um, the combination of the Wanderer and Command the Dreadhorde. So, and the Wanderer is just a placeholder for other cards with this ability, but this is where it comes from because we had, we saw this combo in in War of the Spark, and like you could get this combo in limited and. It was uh, pretty interesting. It was so good. <laughs> so the Wanderer is a Planeswalker. Uh, she's three and a white uh, for a five loyalty Planeswalker. That says prevent all non-combat damage that would be dealt to you and other permanents you control. Um, much like uh, uh, Blessed Sanctuary also has this ability on it, or at least a very similar one. Uh, and then you can minus two the Wanderer to exile target creature with power four or greater, which is a sweet little ability to have on there too. Why not? Um, but we're really looking for that prevent all non-combat damage that would be dealt to you angle because then we also have uh, Command the Dreadhorde, which is four black black. Choose any number of target creature and or planeswalker cards in graveyards. Command the Dreadhorde deals damage to you equal to the total converted mana cost of those cards. Put them onto the battlefield under your control. So the idea would be to get a bunch of stuff out, a bunch of these creatures, do a big bowl of sacrifice if you want, and then play Command the Dread Horde because you've got Wanderer out and get it all back, including, which I totally forgot about until I like actually put the deck together, that Command the Dread Horde gets stuff from other graveyards too. And in Commander, yeah. that's just madness because you can just get everything in everyone else's uh, graveyard um, back to back, you know, to your side of the, of the board. And again, if you have Wanderer or Blessed Sanctuary or one of those effects out, you you don't take any of that damage. Ooh. And it's so interesting because in black, we're always paying life, which is different than taking damage. So this effect of it dealing the damage is like really relevant to the like, you know, preventing it and stuff. So if it said you lose life equal to, yeah. then this wouldn't work. The Wanderer wouldn't prevent no. that. Exactly. Yeah. So we're really happy it says damage because that's why the Wanderer works with it. And this is just a fun combo that's powerful in Commander that's just going to let us, you know, go extra hard. And, like, if you don't even get Bolas of Citadel but you can do this, that's cool, too. <laughs> you know? Like, we'll just take it. It's a powerful ability. Like I said, getting stuff from your opponent's graveyard is really great as well. Um, so there's some other stuff that works really well with Command the Dreadhorde, though, also. Uh, yeah, Sean, about... you... Yeah, take a look at these things. Sure, Purity 3, white, white, white. It's a 6-6 six, six elemental incarnation with flying. Um, if non-combat damage would be dealt to you, prevent that damage, and you gain life 
equal to the damage prevented this way. Command the Dreadheart would give us life instead yeah, of taking life away. Gains us the life instead. Uh, and this is also like a like the like it's like a, in the the cycle here. So whenever purity is put into a graveyard from anywhere, you shuffle purity back into its owner's library. We've also got Samite Ministration, one and a white instant. Pre- prevent all damage that would be dealt to you this turn by a source of your choice. Whenever damage from a black or red source is prevented, like I don't know, command the dread horde, you may gain that much life instead. So I mean. That's great. That's great. Uh, you gain yeah. the life. Um, yeah. Um, so it's, great ways to do it. Yeah. Just instead of hitting you, you actually gain that life back. Like what a blow. Like that's, you know, and so it's like, well, okay, you commanded the dread horde, but you're going to take 30 life. It's like, oh, not only am I not taking the damage, I'm gaining 30 life. <laughs> like get out of here. Right. So, so, but it, it is, correct me if I'm wrong, if you have the Wanderer out, the Wanderer will prevent the damage, so there's no damage to replace. True. Sorry. That's, I, didn't, I didn't mean, ha- yeah, you wouldn't have both of these at the same time. Ideally, you would have just one of them. And yeah, if you have Wanderer, no need to play out your purity. Wait, wait for them to deal with that and then, you know. I mean, there is something to be said for that redundancy because it would be... I would love to. I would love to end an opponent by them greedily casting a command the dreadhorde, and then I, while it's on the stack, I remove the wanderer. So then there's nothing to prevent that damage when it resolves. That would be sweet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another thing you can do with command the dreadhorde, which is pretty nice, is uh, get a brash taunter out, which is four and a red for the one one indestructible, and it says when brash taunter is dealt damage, it deals that much damage to target opponent. And you can pay two and a red to tap, and Brush Taunter fights another target creature. Uh, just a nice little damage dealer there. And then Stuffy Doll, which is a similar ability. Five mana for an 0-1. Uh, when it enters, you choose a player. Stuffy Doll is indestructible. When it's dealt damage, it deals that much damage to the chosen player. And you can tap it to deal one damage to itself. Combine that up with Pariah, two and a white, which is the uh, aura that says all damage that would be dealt to you is dealt to enchanted creature instead. So similarly, you know, if you have Wanderer, this doesn't work. But if we don't have Wanderer, this is just another way where we can stop this damage. And in fact, now not only just stop the damage or gain life, you deal that damage right back to to one of your opponents. Wow. Killer. Absolutely killer. So, yeah, Pariah uh, is a powerful uh, card in this um in this deck because not only can you put it on these indestructible creatures that have that sort of native indestructibility we actually we actually just have indestructibility the card the aura the three and a white aura that says enchanted permanent has indestructible so you can now just put pariah and indestructibility on any creature and you're just not taking damage anymore at this point and that creature is never dying unless it's exiled so you've got some you, you've you've got like this is a good way earlier in the game too to just hold your life total so people are just not going to be attacking you there's no point so they so they're going to maintain that life total for when you do get your big bolus of citadel or when you do get your big command of dread horde whatever right who needs ghostly prison when you can just <laughs> not take any damage it's exactly great. yeah this one tends to make people a little more uh proactive at removing your stuff than than um ghostly ghostly prison and propaganda yeah, the prospect of not being able yeah. to ever do any damage to a player <laughs> does inspire me to act. <laughs> For, sure, <laughs> For sure, exactly. For sure. Um, but you know what? If if they have to, that's that's fine. Um, right. Yeah. This so is a neat move. This is a neat this move. Is, Tell us about this one. This is Priest of the Forgotten Gods. So it's one and a black for a human cleric. One, two. Uh, this, is, this is the key ability on this creature. Tap and sacrifice two other creatures. Any number of target players probably all your opponents, lose two life and sack a creature. You add black, black, and draw a card. So think about that if one of the creatures you're sacrificing is Golgari Thug. Golgari Thug is one and a black, human warrior, one, one. Also has dredge four. I'm going to start with the dredge part. So if Golgari Thug ever ends up in your graveyard for any reason, you can mill yourself for four, in, and then put gol, then you Golgari Thug is your draw. Like so, if you would ever draw a card, you could be like, I'm not going to draw from my library. I'm going to draw Golgari Thug, and then just mill myself for four. So 
But here's where it's so neat. You sack Golgari Thug with the Priest of the Forgotten Gods. Your opponents are doing a bunch of things. Uh, well, Golgari Thug died, so that trigger goes on the stack before the Priest, like, resolves. So now Golgari Thug says, when Golgari Thug dies, put target creature card from your graveyard on top of your library. You're allowed to put Golgari Thug back on top. So the card that you draw from Priest of the Forgotten Gods could be Golgari Thug if you want to keep this part of it going again, or put any sick creature back on from the graveyard if the Citadel's out, because now that creature's on the top of your... Well, no, you would draw it with the priests. So you don't even you need to. to do, you don't it. even need to put the thug back on because you can just dredge it back with the draw with the draw trigger. That's true. Right. That's so, true. And then so that's draw something different. Yeah. So the so the move is to replace your draw with the dredge four, get Golgari Thug back in your hand that way, and then you've also got a bunch of stuff in the graveyard that next time Golgari Thug dies, maybe you do want something back on the top without the dredge, right? Yeah. I had a game I was playing against the AI in Forge and like. You know, it's the AI, but what are you going to do? Uh, but I had, I had like, four mana, so I was stuck on four mana this whole game. But I had Golgari Thug and Priest of Forgotten Gods, and they just couldn't stick a creature to the board at all. It was every <laughs> turn. I was doing this every turn, and I was slowly building my board, and they just couldn't do anything. Um, Very nice. I, I, I think here is the part where I will mention that in these type of sack decks, these, like, aristocrat-style decks, it's really popular to run stuff like Grave... Um, uh, or, or what's it called? I was about to say Grave Titan. That is not what I meant. Uh, anyways, uh, um, Dictate of Erebos is the one that I know about mo more often. Uh, Grave Pact. Thank you, Grave Pact. Uh, so I don't run those cards anymore because I found them to be much too oppressive for our meta. Um, I and that's just for that's just for our personal meta. Like I found it to be just like completely stifling. Um, and you know, sure. You know what? Once in a while, I will run the vampire that does it. The 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 Malakir, the pre something of Malakir or whatever. The big seven mana butcher one. of Malakir. Thank you, Sean. Uh, I'll run him once in a while because it's a creature. It's a little easier to get rid of, and it costs seven mana. So it's like really, it's tough to get to, right? Um, but even then, like I, I I found it to be very oppressive with our meta, and like I could be the type of person that's like, hey, our meta's just got to adapt to this, man. Uh, or I can be like, you know what? The, the games where these cards come up are just simply not fun, and they are not for me, for my meta. So that's a choice that I've made. If your meta is like really high powered and you're finding that like you want to add those cards in, I would go ahead and do that. Personally, I find Priest of the Priest of Forgotten Gods to be like the perfect in between. It still has this sack everyone sacks a creature type ability but it's not something where i'm just like people can't ever have creatures you know i hate i hate that yeah. um so i like this this is nice it's right in the middle there it's a nice like yes it's recurrable i can keep i can do this several times but you know i gotta find a way to untap her or wait till my whole turn comes around i find it to be um way more reasonable and, and you know that's just for the that's just where the level of our where our meta is at and if it's fine for where you're at where your meta is at then go ahead and run those cards because they're going to be really great uh but yeah Anyways, so uh, next on the neat moves, uh, we got to talk about some stuff that works with Citadel really well. So we already talked about in sort of the main plan with the sack outlets and the scrying and all that kind of thing. But let's take a look at what if, uh, let's say we're, you know, I ha actually had this happen. We Citadel down to like four life and I'm like, oh man, I can't even cast anything probably. The next card that comes up, Oketra's Last Mercy. One white white for the sorcery that says your life total becomes equal to your starting life total lands you control don't untap during your next untap step well guess what i don't care if my lands untap i don't need lands i'm not spending mana to cast my spells in this deck uh yeah if you come across okecha's last mercy it's fantastic in this deck so really really good um another one is uh grave purge two and a black to put any number of target creature cards from your library on top of your library uh, draw a card. So this one is especially great if you do it right after Oketra's Last Mercy. <laughs> Just load up back to 40 life and then put yeah. all of the creatures back on top or sacrifice wow. them all with, with the tap trigger, get everyone to lose 10 life, then put all 10 of those back up or uh, put it put the you know the creatures back up and then cast them all again. Yeah, and really, if you've really got good. like a, a Zulaport Cutthroat in the mix, we already know your opponents are losing 20 or more at a time. Exactly. 
Um, and then uh, I'm going to just read the second one here, which is Exquisite Arch Archangel, 5 white white for the 5-5 five five with flying. And it says, if you would lose the game, instead exile uh, Exquisite Archangel and your life total becomes equal to your starting life total. This is just going to be a nice bit of uh, insurance. Uh, there can be ways to deal damage to yourself. Like, let's say you get the Citadel and you get it down to, like, one or two life, and now you can't spend the last thing. Uh, and you have, if you have Exquisite Archangel out, you might be able to, like, sack two things, and then Mayhem Devil deals two things, deal, deals two damage to you. You lose, but then this, you know, then you just back up to your 40 life again. There's all, all kinds of ways to do it. There's also the dream scenario where you just cast everything until zero life and then you go because yeah. you can't pay life past zero right if something yeah, costs the, the three rules, yeah the rules allow you to spend your life if you have it mm -hmm. down to zero you're allowed to spend your last life point but you're not to let you're not allowed to have credit and borrow negative exactly. life to spend yeah and if you think about it in those terms it makes total sense you just can't yeah. You can't pay what you don't have, right? You can go broke, but there's no credit cards for life in that. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, Exquisite Archangel is uh, tougher to, to, to get going than the Catcher's Last Mercy. Or this next card, which is part of our combos. Brought to you by combos. Combos. Try our new combos. Raspberry and Ice. <laughs> Sounds like a catering. Okay. Uh, thank you, Co Combos Company. <laughs> Announcing our new huge sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Sean. Yeah. So take. Read, okay. Read these. Read these cards because there's a couple of them here. But this one. This one All was right. given to us by uh, Nosrack Two. Uh, thanks, Carson, for this one uh, in our Discord. This is a huge combo. So we start with Resolute Archangel, five white white, four four flying angel. When Resolute Archangel enters the battlefield, if your life total is less than your starting life total, it becomes equal to your starting life total. Great. Let's add to that Haunted Crossroads. It's an enchantment. Two and a black, and then it has the ability, if black, put target creature card from your graveyard on top of your library. Very good deal. Very good card. Let's add to that Carnival of Souls. Whenever a creature comes into play... You, lo you lose one life and add black mana to your mana pool. Now, and a sack outlet? This is not a sack outlet. So no, I don't understand it. You need to explain it to me. <laughs> okay. So uh, any sack outlet, meaning like any of the free ones, your woe striders, yeah. your, you know, whatever. Um, I figured it out. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Keep going. Okay. And you've got Resolute Archangel. Which, when she pops in, you gain all your life back to your starting life total. Haunted to Crossroads 40. is able to put a card from our graveyard on top. Uh, and then this, the Carnival of Souls, when a creature enters, we get a black mana. So, play Resolute Archangel, get a black mana, sacrifice the Archangel. She goes back to the graveyard. We Haunted Crossroads, use that black mana created by the Souls. The Carnival Souls to put her back on top, cast it with Bolas' Citadel for seven life. She gives our life total back up again, but mm -hmm. do that forever. That is an, that is a loop that we can continue forever and and endeavor. And that can trigger any number of our aristocrats things. And yes, that is a one, two, three, four, five, six card combo if you want to win with it. Uh, so that's <sighs> what we're talking about here. It's five cards to just, to just do it. Uh, and six, if you want to actually win. Yeah. So Mayhem Devil or, you know, Zulaport Cutthroat or whatever it is. So, yeah, that's that's our combo for this episode. Um, very cool stuff. So, yeah, like this is this is this is the deck, right? This is the deck. It's like kind of this part sacrifice combo deck with aristocrat flavoring with paying life and preventing all this damage to. So and it all kind of runs all together and, and uh, actually creates a really fun really fun deck i would suggest that if you're going to run this and you have this you, you you're going to want a tutor you're going to want a few tutors in there just because you always you always want that bolus of citadel and then even if you get one of the tutors when you have the citadel it's not bad to to just go grab you know one of your aristocrat pieces if you're like ready to win or maybe try and put this crazy six card combo together at the end uh this is the these are the kind of decks where i don't mind running tutors because once i get the thing with my tutor 
it's still going to be wild. You know what I mean? It's not one of these things where I'm like, okay, I get this, and I go get this, and I go get this. It's like, no, no, no. Yeah, I get the bullets to Citadel, but from there, it's still just like a crapshoot what comes off the top of the deck. So. Yeah. Uh, so it's still a lot, a lot of fun. It, 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 and we're only running like two or three anyways. Um, surprises and discoveries. Yeah, this next one is... Um, uh, I, I I knew of this card before, but uh, it's and I had an I had an original plan for it that was a lot better than what it turned out to be, but it's still a fun card. Surprisingly, it's Madcap Experiment, three and a red, for the sorcery that says reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal an artifact card. Put that card onto the battlefield and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. Madcap Experiment deals damage to you equal to the number of cards revealed this way. So my original oh, plan was to have this was to have. Um, Bolas and Citadel would be the only artifact in the whole deck. So Madcap Experiment would always get it. And if we had Wanderer or, uh, you know, um, what's the other card there again? Uh, uh, oh, Blessed Sanctuary. Unicorn, yeah. yeah, if we had Blessed Sanctuary, we're not even taking that damage. We're going re- to prevent that damage. Or even if we had that Samite card where we just, like, we, now we just gain that much life uh, if we need to. So, um, but, you know, it turns out that if you're in Mardu... Uh, there's no other way to ramp, really, uh, consistently. Um, you gotta run artifacts. You gotta have those artifacts. Because even, like, black can ramp, but it's all swamp-based. And, like, yeah. you know, we're in three colors here. We're just, that's just not gonna be, um, that's just not gonna be consistent enough for us. So, we had to run a bunch of artifacts. But you know what? That still ma- that still makes Madcap Experiment pretty good, because if, if this is your turn four play, like, go ahead, man, just do it. You might get a Citadel. You might get. You're probably going to get a, a ramp card, but guess what? That's fine. You're happy to ramp in these colors, even yeah. if it is for four mana and a bunch of damage. Uh, it's totally fine. And, and again, it is totally fine in this in this deck to take the damage too. So that's fine. Um, yeah, that was uh, that was my biggest kind of surprise that this card actually remained good, even though my plan <laughs> for it totally went out the window. Um. All right. Well, you know, it's time to uh, thank our Discord helpers, and we had a ton of them around uh, th- this time around. Again, as we always do. Uh, again, as we always do. Uh, felt like there was a whole other deck being brewed um, by some of the some of the folks in there, and that's uh, like I love seeing that because it actually the collateral may- deck. Yeah, it may have inspired the next one uh, that that i end up doing um we'll see uh but uh chiefy papadio matt fox mattis men uh spiff neo maxis valhalla melta clockwork 12 alex cook lol what doom frog magic sphere sean and not you sean a different person named sean uh shaftman 2001 who actually suggested blue for surveil that we didn't actually go with but i think it's just a whole other like trail that we could have veered off in and, and used and uh, Pips Don't Lie as well. And there were probably others I went through and tried to find everyone. But, uh, yeah, just a great just a great brew. It had a lot of fun. I mean, there was a little initial confusion because it wasn't clear what we were going to do with this deck. But I think we got there. And I think this deck is a lot of fun. I've played it a couple times now. Okay, great. Well, we've uh, done the shout-outs. We've done the uh, official surprises and discoveries. It looks like it's time for the budget report. All right. Uh, so this week we have a bit of a different budget report, a bit of a different style. It's something we're we're trying to fidget with a couple of the little elements of the show, and uh, and I think this is an interesting one. So first of all, the full report, meaning what is the price of this deck? Well, TCG low is right around sixty bucks. Not too bad in the fifty fifty high fifties. Market is around one hundred and ten. So not too bad. We're not, we're not breaking the bank too badly here. Um, usually we give you the top three most expensive cards of the deck. Uh, this time they all kind of like evened out and wasn't anything major. Carnival of Souls ended up being the most expensive card at uh, six sixty eight, I believe it was. Um, we also had, um, I think, Blessed Sanctuary and Blasphemous Act were also pretty expensive up there. But um, like aside from that crazy combo. You know, Carnival of Souls isn't really that necessary. So I would, I, I, you could easily cut this card, although it was fun to have in the deck because it's still generating mana when your Bolas is Citadeli. And a lot of times you do that, when you do that first one, you're tapped out and you have no mana. So you can't cast anything from your hand. It doesn't usually matter, but having the Souls does gives you, um, does gives you an option. Um, I wanted to talk about a new little thing, budget breakers, uh, meaning that 
if we were to include this card, it would pretty much break the budget. It would really, it would up the cost. Um, but sometimes there's cards that we, we, you know, we felt like we should tell you about that um, that we didn't include. But, you know, if you've got the budget for them, they're really great fits. And we're not just talking about, um, you know, Ristic Studies and Mana Crypts, like things that obviously are good in any deck they can go in. But something specifically for this. So, Sean, you know this card, right? Uh, Gisela? Yeah. Uh, Gisela Blade of Gold Knight. Uh, um, I'll give you a chance to pull her up there. Four red, white, white. Seven mana. Oh, yes. I got her mixed up with the other, the the, the Transform Meld version. But this is the original like, yeah, Boros the Gisela. Uh, eight man, seven mana for a 5-5 five, five Flying First Strike Angel. Uh, and if a source would deal damage to ye- an opponent or a permanent unopponent controls... Double, double that damage. But if any damage happens to you or your permanence, half the damage. Round it up. So, again, with Command the Dreadheart, we can see how this would be amazing in the deck. Um, it is damage, so all those effects that say your opponents lose one life. It doesn't double life loss. It just doubles damage. Uh, but that's fine. Attacking with a 5-5 first striker is like 10 damage first strike in the air. Uh, it's amazing. It's 14 bucks. So, you know, if you've got one in the binder use it i feel like this card was not that expensive even very recently like it did get a reprinting a couple of reprints right i I feel like it was like five or six bucks at some point because i remember being like hey finally i got one yeah like like i remember it coming down in price at some point but now it's right back up there yeah Um, yeah 14 bucks for this gisella so i mean this is a great card for the, the the deck obviously we've got ways of dealing damage stuff like mayhem devil and judith uh, which is great with Gisela, and then obviously that any damage we would take is is halved. A lot of times this just means that that your opponents don't even bother attacking you, and they or they're just scrambling for a way to get rid of Gisela, which is like taking the heat off of the real um, threats in our deck, really. So Gisela would be a, an amazing include if you want to include her in there. Uh, go for it if you got one kicking around. It's great. But now um, it's time for an, another new segment. Well, I guess that wasn't really a new segment. That's still your budget report. But it's time for a new segment. Um, we've taken what we usually what we usually do down here, which is just name our favorite cards of the deck, and we decided to give them the awards treatment. And uh, uh, so, yeah, it's a, it's a new segment, and usually we would do, like, our favorite cards here. But uh, this time around, I would like to welcome you to the first annual Audric Awards, the Audrics. <laughs> Well, it is a star-studded event, Andy. Uh, I'm wearing my best tuxedo. You look great in oh. your tuxedo. Sean, you look great over there. You look absolutely fantastic. Oh, you're, thank you. <laughs> who's over there? Who are you looking at? Oh, I'm just looking yeah, at all the celebrities in the crowd. Oh, oh yeah. is that you, Alesha? Always smiling at oh. death. Great to see you there. Oh, Aloro, thank you for coming. Oh, you, nice. you can track your own life game. This is great. Hey, look, there's the commander we're talking about right now, Jarena Kudro. Hey. Hi, Jarena. Hey, when's that Friends reunion happening? <laughs> uh, really great to be here. Um, Sean, why don't you get, pass out the award for the first, uh, the first Audric of the evening? Uh, we're giving the award for the biggest groan from your opponents after a board wipe. And the winner is Thrilling Encore. Well, Andy, if your opponents wipe the board and you cast Thrilling Encore for four and a black and put all of the creatures that went to the graveyard this turn into the battlefield under your control, you're going to get the biggest groan. You're going to get the biggest groan. You know when you're also going to get the biggest groan? If you see this on top of your library with Bolas of Citadel and you quickly sacrifice everything... <laughs> And then your opponents uh, all lose Ted life uh, because you use the Citadel's ability. And then you just play Thrilling Encore with the Citadel. <laughs> and you just get everything right back again. Big groan. Big, big groans. Big groans. Uh, our second award of the evening uh, is one that I'm excited to give out here. And this is the award for best art of a guy clearly eating an apple in a chair. And the award goes to... Fish Cal, Blood Arbiter. As you can see there, uh, if you're uh, if you're listening to the audio podcast, look up Vish Cal, Blood Arbiter. 
if you're watching here on on the our, our uh, broadcast our on, our on the cbs network here uh you can see that Vishkal is very clearly eating something in his chair and i'm guessing it's some kind of apple congratulations vish another that's a, a sweep uh he's never lost that award no he's never lost that award uh 60 years running now great well i'll tell you what oh wow it's good to be out of those tuxes you know oh yeah yeah back in my regular Oof. clothes it's nice to dress up once in a while but sure. it feels better like this definitely well that does it for the show this week uh Thanks, everyone, for uh, watching and listening. And, uh, again, remember to check out our sponsors. Uh, you helping them out, it helps us out, right? So if you want uh, if you're in Canada, check out wizardtower.com. Uh, use our, our, um, our coupon code. It'll get you a little bit off of your uh, singles order if it's inside of Canada. If you're outside of Canada, use our affiliate link for TCG Player if you want to buy any of the cards in this deck. Or just follow that link and buy any cards on the whole website. That's still helps us out directly as well so uh any of that stuff would be great so tcgplayer.com wizard tower if you're in canada perfect guys thanks so much for watching and listening we'll see you all next week bye bye thanks for watching if you love what we're doing consider supporting the show by going to patreon.com commandersbrew and if you want to get any of the cards from our deck list go to our tcg player affiliate link below that helps us out too and for a free way to help us out consider sharing the show with some friends like and subscribe add a comment or two see you later bye